Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Joining me now, as promised, a first-time guest on the show, Alex George. She is an NIL influencer, a social media manager, a hardcore Georgia Bulldogs and Atlanta Braves fan, and uh, as she, I think she described it, a low-key degenerate gambler. So she'll she'll fit <laughs> right in on these airwaves. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, what is your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time? Well, now that I'm living in New York, I'm going to have to stay no sleep until Brooklyn. Right. It always gets me fired up. That's a, that's a, not a bad choice. No yeah. It's, it's one of the more popular go-tos. Uh, Rich Eisen came on, and he's like, well, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn. I was a Jewish kid growing up in Brooklyn, so the uh, Jewish kids from Brooklyn that sang about Brooklyn, I really have to go with that one. So you're in good company <laughs> with Rich and a number of others. Um, let's let's dig right into it. For, for um, those that don't know, just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and how it ties into sports. So I've been a social media manager for about 10 years and um, just last year with NIL being allowed for college athletes to be influencers, I've kind of transitioned from regular influencers to managing um, NIL influencers, kind of being a liaison between sports agents and brands, helping their clients get deals and helping these brands maneuver sports agents um, and deals with college athletes. So it's, the new world, I have a feeling it's going to blow up and kind of change the game for college athletes, but um, I've really been enjoying it because I do love sports and yeah. social media for so long, so it all kind of blends in together perfectly for me. No doubt. Uh, at AlexGeorge5, that's the number five on Twitter for those that uh, want to give her a follow, but you know, you mentioned changing the game. It, it certainly already has over just a little over a year in. Um, what, what in your mind do you feel like young student athletes when they arrive to college maybe what they don't understand or or need to understand i guess better aren't aren't well versed enough in when it comes to social media i think that they need to realize that they themselves are a brand um which is one of the sports agents i'm working with we're helping these athletes realize that they themselves are a brand so after you finish college if you don't go pro you can still be a brand. You can still work with other brands. So you need to represent yourself, especially with social media. Like everybody's taking pictures. Everybody's posting things. Um, so you have to represent yourself well, both on the field and off the field. So that's something that social media can kind of help tailor for them. Um, but they also need to be careful about what's being posted and what brands they partner with. Like make sure that it aligns with their values. You know, you're, um, you're, you're a, a huge Braves fan. But you grew up in Atlanta, so it makes sense. Uh, yep. They're actually, they're kind of, down here in South Louisiana, there are a lot of Astros fans and there are a lot of Braves fans because, you know, the Braves run TBS and right. a lot of people grew up seeing them. I don't ask how, but I, I became a Mets fan at a very young age. No, I'm not from New York. I know you're there now, but, man, you, you're surrounded by Mets fans. Uh, when you wear your Braves gear, do they just give you grief or do you just kind of rub it in that, you know, you guys are the champs and that Braves, that Mets fans might be a little nervous right now in the standings? It's funny. I have this, like, uh, World Series Braves hat with an A on it and are always like, roll tide. I'm like, no, this is an Atlanta Braves hat um, because it's kind of a, it's a red color. I'm like, first of all, it's not even crimson, but 
if I like at the game, I went to um, two of the series when Braves were playing here, and they're feisty. I went to um, the Yankees Astros game, and Yankees fans towards Astros fans were Ooh, feisty. And then I went to the Mets Astros, and Mets fans were a little bit more laid back. But the Mets towards Yankee towards excuse me towards Braves fans were feisty, and you can definitely tell that they're threatened. Um, I mean, we are the champions this year. We have a good team. Most of our roster came back, minus Freddie. That's a whole different situation. Um, but they're definitely threatened because they are good this year, and so are we. So there's one more series between us at the end of September. So um, it's and, a fight until then. And it looms large. I mean, yes. the, the difference getting a bye in the NL this year and having to play a wild card is just – you know, the thing about being a Mets fan is, like, when they're good, you're excited they're good, but you're also just waiting for them to, like, kind of just, you know, pull the rug out from under you or pull the old prank where you go to sit in the chair and it's just not there. Uh, so you're, you're, you're kind of – you really enjoy the moments, and yet in the back of your mind you're like, all right, what – what's it's like, like in one of those movies where you think, oh, all the good guys have gotten away, and then all of a sudden, boom, the bad guy comes out of the last second. That's kind of what it is to be a Mets fan, Alex. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No, I mean, trust me, I've dealt with a lot of heartbreak as an Atlanta fan, so you want to hold on to the wins and get to the finish line because you know that that finish line can be taken away very quickly. Alex George, I guess. But you're also smart enough to know, you know, I guess I would guess at a young age – that you just you weren't going to root for the Falcons. I mean, you made a wise, emotional decision, I would say. You were going to root for the Braves and the Bulldogs, but not not the Falcons, right? I mean, I feel like rooting for the Falcons came with the territory. Um, it's been nah. – that's probably my toughest fan base for me. <laughs> um, I remember last year I was watching a game at, like, a music festival, and a guy looks at me, he's like, are you a Falcons fan? I said, yes. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I am too. I am very sorry because it's just – even if we win a Super Bowl, whenever that is, never going to happen. It's a three to joke. Yeah, we'll boy. never go away. Well, I, I think that's never the only race. thing. That's the only thing that could like make it not go away, but just make it not as as relevant. But I, I don't oh. think the Falcons will ever win one. I mean, it's just twenty eight to three, and I know Falcons fans say, "Oh, get some new material, Saints fans." Look, it's not just Saints fans. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's and, everyone. And believe me, there's plenty of material. Saints fans use every single bit of it. But I think that, you know, you're a social media influencer. It's your job. They need they need some help from you because they just, I don't know what it is about them. They make it so easy. Their 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 idea of trash talk and what what works on social it's just not working for them. I feel like they're they're kind of the brunt of the joke, and when they try to make it better, they just they just make it worse. That's I mean that's just I mean this is my objective. Kind of, and also Saints fan uh, perspective of yeah. the Falcons. I mean, it was painful not only losing on national television that's a rule, but against like one of the greatest of all time with Tom Brady. And I mean, me my, myself included, a lot of us prematurely celebrated that Super Bowl. Um, I remember at, I was in Houston, and half, at halftime, I was like buying everybody shots. And as like the third quarter started, I was like, I like started sobering up. I Uh-oh. didn't know what was going on. I was like, what? I was like, this is not happening. This is, it's, and it's not, and it's everybody. I mean, the jokes lasted for years. Yeah. It'll it, twitch sometimes when I think about 28 to 3, like my left side still kind of twitches every now and then about it. You probably should have bought more shots and just blacked out <laughs> because that one will, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great night. It's one of the funnier moments of my life. I, I enjoyed sure. it very much. 
Uh, and, you know, people are like, why do you care about the Patriots? It's like, if, if you're not a Saints fan, you don't understand. This has nothing yeah. to do with the Patriots. And, you know, the Falcons, I would say the best thing they did was their schedule release in 2019. They, they made yes. fun of the Saints, you know, getting screwed over by the refs. And I was like, you know what? All right, they that's that's what a rival's supposed to do. Like I I'll I'll be like okay that you are mocking the pain. You didn't have anything to do with it, but you know the Saints didn't have anything to do with twenty eight to three. So like I that's that's you know I don't know what it is. Like Alex, I feel like Bucks fans they're just they they suddenly get relevant briefly and they don't they like celebrate injuries. They don't really know how to handle this trash talking thing. It's like, guys, you, no. you're not, you're not in the chat. Like you keep entering the chat. No one even knows you're here. Like just, just go away. <laughs> they also have really nothing to like throw in our faces. Like, like, um, Patriots fans, like, you know, they have multiple championships and they have Tom Brady. Like, yeah, Bucks fans have Tom Brady now, but they don't really have anything to throw in our face of like accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, you you got Brady. Uh, he didn't want to go there. You got him. You won one in a you know a pandemic yeah. year where everything was crazy. Good for you. Uh, and you know, what, what, by the way, what is up with Tom Brady's? Are you concerned about Tom Brady? I mean, his his face looks a little off right now. People keep sending me this tweet, and I think he just maybe got Botox. Maybe he just went and tight things up. I don't, uh, or maybe he's just slimming slimming down. It was kind of a big hoodie he was wearing too. But- yeah. I mean, he is in Miami. You know, you got to keep up that figure and that pristineness. Yeah, the off seasons so. down there. I he 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 did look. I don't know. He looked. I, I think you might be right about because he didn't go get plastic surgery. No, but Botox no. is a possibility. You know. And yeah. I don't know. I, the Mass Singer loved all the free press they got out of that. Alex George is I our know. guest. Uh, she is a uh, Georgia fan, a Braves fan, and a social media influencer. She appears on lots of sports shows and podcasts throughout the country. So um, we know what the Falcons are going to do this year. They're going to be awful. I want to get your thoughts on some surprise NFL teams, ones that you think, you know, are going to underperform. Okay, they're not going to be as good as everyone thinks. And maybe some teams in the NFL that you think will overperform, be a surprise team. And I know you're not going to say the Falcons because you're smart, but who's uh, who? who, who, Give me two surprise teams, but for, for, for opposite reasons. Um, I definitely think Philly may come in hot. Um, they're in a kind of mediocre division. You know, you've got the Giants, you've got the Cowboys. Um, Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove. So, I mean, they still did win a Super Bowl a few years ago. So, you can't sleep on Philly. Um, and their fan base is unmatched. They, I've been to, I went to a Philly's Cowboys game once, and Philly fans are intense. Yeah, um, that's, that's putting it mildly. Another team that I personally even though they're in my division, I think the Panthers may be good. I like Baker Mayfield, and I think he still has some potential left in him. So I wasn't excited that he went to the Panthers since he's in our division, but I like Baker. I really? want to root for him. What do you like about Baker? He was a good player in college. I mean, I, I went to the Rose Bowl where Georgia played Oklahoma and we beat them, but I think he just got screwed over by the Browns. I'm also against the Browns because – they took Deshaun Watson when the Falcons were talking to Deshaun Watson, which is a whole nother situation. Oh, yeah. But I think he has a lot of potential left in him. So I want him to do well. I, uh, I, I'm not, I've never been a Baker guy. I mean, you're right. He was good in college. I, um, I don't think he's very good in the pros. And I think Carolina, I think Matt rule might, might not make it through the season. Uh, it's, yeah. I think it's going to be rough there, but, uh, but Hey, 
you I asked you for surprise team. You didn't go an easy route. You went for it. I dig it. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I just, I think they're going to, you know, I, I don't know that it would be a surprise if this team ends up being pretty good, but yeah, I think the Vikings are going to end up, I think they're going to have a good season. Um, yes. You know, Kirk Cousins is, he's Kirk Cousins. I call him the Times New Roman font of quarterbacks because he's so, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's him, right? It's like, yeah. he's easy to make fun of. And yet, you know, you, I mean, Times New Roman font, it gets the job done. Um, he threw what, like a bunch of touchdowns, only seven picks last year. His problem is like anytime they're on national TV, he's awful. But in like right. the other games, he's pretty effective. I mean, he he went into the Superdome and won a playoff game against the Saints. Like he's 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 not great, and yet he's not as bad as we make him out to be. I mean, people look at the contract and and I I've made plenty of Kirk Cousins jokes, but I think with Mike Zimmer gone, there's a coach there that doesn't hate Kirk Cousins anymore. And I think when your head coach hates your quarterback, that makes it difficult to win at times. I don't know. I I think the Vikings are going to be one of those teams that most think will be average. I'm not a Vikings fan by any by any stretch, but I think they're going to be a surprise team this year. That's my go-to for surprise team. And as far as a team that you know might might take a step back, I mean, is Tennessee going to be a one seed again? Like, I don't think so. You know, no, I, I no. who's even their quarterback now? I mean, they don't even have Julio Jones now, which it's not like he did much, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but I guess my problem is I've I've constantly slept on Tennessee, and I was kind of given some grief last year, and then they were one and done in the playoffs, and I yeah, I was kind of vindicated, but they Tannehill. you know, they they're they're one of those teams that win some games, but they just don't feel like an actual threat to like win the big one. You know what I mean? Right, and, and therefore I feel like mm, a team that's going to be overvalued. Give me Tennessee. Now, they play in the AFC South, which is fortunate for them, so you only have one team that's decent in the Colts. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Texans are awful, and Jacksonville's bad, but without Urban Meyer, they won't be as bad. But they're they're still going <laughs> to be bad. Um, so Tennessee will win some games, but in the end, they'll flame out whenever it matters most. Alex George, our guest, uh, college football. So you, you – you, I'm sure – Wearing an Atlanta Braves hat that people mistook for an Alabama hat probably bothers you when someone says "Roll damn tide" because you're a oh, you're worst. a dogs fan. Uh, Georgia dogs. Georgia finally wins the big one, and it you know hadn't happened in your life until recently. Um, is is Kirby Smart in Georgia? Are they going to ride this wave? Are they are they going to be back in the college football playoff again, or are they going to have a little bit of that championship hangover where they're still going to be really good, but? You have that tendency once you accomplish something huge to kind of, you know, take a breath. I think if we were coming, if the whole roster was coming back, I would say, let's go. Like, we're going to make it again. But, you know, we lost a lot of players. We lost like seven to eight defensive players. We lost some wide receivers, some running backs. Um, we do have Stenson Bennett coming back, which I'm excited for him. I think like, he's gotten more comfortable playing in in the spotlight after losing the SEC championship, but then winning the Natty, like that first half in the national championship, he played awful. He looked like a deer in headlights out there. Um, But I think he's going to have some good receivers. He's got a tight end coming back that he really uh, targeted during the national championship. And we have a pretty decent schedule. Um, I know we always have Florida is always a tough game, South Carolina and Tennessee. Um, we don't play Alabama in the regular season this year. So that's probably going to be another SEC championship matchup. Um, but we'll see. Kirby, Kirby's there in the long run. He's a great coach. 
Uh, he's a great recruiter. So if this year we don't win as many games as last year, um, I think the next year we come back even stronger. You know, so much of it coming down to the division. I mean, being in the East is really nice for Georgia. Yes. Um, I know Kentucky's preseason ranked, but I don't think they're getting to double-digit wins again. Uh, no. Florida's Billy Napier, I know Billy. I mean, he's. I think he's going to do big things there, but I think it's going to take a few years. Vandy's mm-hmm. Vandy, Mizzou's Mizzou, Van, you know. Um, Vandy's Vandy. Vandy's Vandy, right? You know, okay, <laughs> so they beat Hawaii really. Okay, who cares? It's Hawaii. Um, <laughs> and Tennessee, you know, they, they couldn't even be good when they were, when you know, they were cheating, when Coach Pruitt was cheating his rear end off. So it's it's set up nicely for Georgia, and they're good. And then in the West, you know, you got Bama, you got A&M. Uh, yeah. Arkansas and Ole Miss, they're they could be good, you know. And and yep. LSU's got a new coach. They're they're starting a new era, but they'll be improved. Um, and right. uh, you know, Auburn and Mississippi State, who knows? But it just it feels like more of a any given Saturday type of field. An upset could happen. It feels like that in the West. Doesn't really feel like that when teams meet in the East. It kind of feels like no. Georgia's. You know, it's just their game to to lose, and they're probably not going to lose it. Right. Yeah, no, the West is always, I mean, people from that are fans of, like, West, they're always like, well, the West sides are harder, and we have always a tougher schedule. But for us, I think with the East, like, it's more of a rivalry. Like, Florida, I hate Florida with a passion. And South Carolina and Tennessee, and I think with Alabama, like, the A&M rivalry, that's new. I mean, the Auburn rivalry has always been there, but... I don't think the rivalries with the teams in the West are as big as the rivalries with the teams in the East. You've got Oregon week one this yep. Saturday, Georgia and Oregon, ABC, 230. What What is your uh, expectation for that one? I mean, Georgia, the game is uh, what? It's in your backyard, or, or your old yep. backyard, rather. Sorry, it's in Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, the Bulldogs, a 17-point favorite against the team ranked 11th. Ooh. Uh, how are you feeling from a betting standpoint? I know you think the dogs are going to win straight up, but what about that line? I like the line, but I love the over. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think, you know, Pac-12 teams, like, they don't really play defense. They just know how to score points. Um, Our defense may be a little wonky given this first game, so I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. It's just going to be full of action. I like it. Over-under is 53 in that one. Um, I like it. Notre Dame and Ohio State, that's that's the other kind of, I guess, notable national game for this yeah. opening weekend for week one. I know week zero was technically the opening weekend, but it was week zero. Uh, this is really... Yeah, it's week zero. It doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, you got you got a, a slate of games here tonight, Thursday night, and, um, you know, some ranked teams are playing, but no, no matchups that pit top 25 teams against each other, but... You know, coming up on Saturday, we mentioned Georgia, Oregon, but uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State. How do you feel about uh, that matchup? And you know, is is are the Buckeyes just gonna gonna run all over the Irish there? I love like Notre Dame fans. They're always so excited, and they just always get crushed, and it's hilarious to me <laughs> because they're not even in a division. Like you're just like their own entity. Um, they always think they're going to do so well in the season and they just always get crushed. Um, but I think a lot of pressure is on Ohio State, you know, to make it to the national championship, be that one team outside of the SEC to make it to the national championship. So I think there's definitely a lot of pressure on them, but it's going to be a great matchup. Um, Notre Dame may put some 
some dingers in there, but um, I think Ohio State will win the game. 17 in that one as well, Buckeyes' favorite. Did you Ooh, watch the uh, huge the uh, the Manti Teo documentary? I have not watched it yet. It was uh, I I don't I don't watch, watch it. a ton. Yeah, I mean, look, you've I'm, you obviously seen it on social media and people have been talking yeah. about it, but. It was it was good. I mean, typically, uh, you know, you you kind of take the side of a subject uh, that is featured, and uh, you know, it it they're definitely painted him in a positive light. But um, but but I think understandably so. I mean, you go back watch it. I think you know, people that are maybe younger than you and I or, or in college now are like, how could he? How could he never know? And then you kind of start to right. get a sense that like, all right. You know, he was a Mormon kid from Hawaii and, you know, a, an island that is a fish out of water. There are no islanders around. He's only playing football. He was the firstborn of seven of a very faith-driven family. You know, he could have partied and had whoever, like, you know, at some point he probably started to sense something was off. But at that point, it's kind of too late. And it was just, man, you 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 felt, you. But I just, I felt bad for the guy and and a little guilty for you know, the lame jokes I might've made at one point in time. But, um, you know, I would imagine in your line of work, we talked about it being a social media influencer and then working in NIL, you know, student athletes, they, they probably see something like that. And they're like, well, I'm so much more savvy than that today. And they are, but it's not so much a catfish thing, but I'd imagine as a young student athlete in the day, in today's age of NIL, they probably get approached by, you know, different entities and, you know, what, what's something that maybe a scam they would, they would want to look out for something that you would tell them, Hey, look, this is a red flag here. I mean, back then when Maria with, uh, excuse me, Mary Tao, I mean, there was a different world of social media, like kind of that's when like the show catfish started because we didn't have that high level of knowledge with different social media channels. Like now you can check somebody's Facebook and their Instagram and their TikTok and their Twitter to like confirm that's that person and you have FaceTime. So I think just, I, I hear my guy friends all the time, like go on dates and they're like, this girl looks nothing like her photos. So I think it's maybe like calling them out, like, like FaceTime me, Snapchat me. Like, let me see like it's really you. Um, Cause it's, it's scary out there. The world's scary. People do some weird things. So I think just making sure people aren't using you um, as a, somebody that could be potentially a pro- professional player and just, you know, that they're there for the right reasons. Um, and hit up with that face, hit him with that FaceTime. Let's see, let's see you. Like you don't have that excuse anymore. Like you, I don't have a camera on my computer. Like, it's like everybody has a camera on their phone. Right, <laughs> Someday, you right, know? right. You couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you would have to be really naive to get, to get duped these days. But uh, that's right. probably sounds judgmental for me. Cause I don't know, maybe someone based on their background, where they came from, maybe they haven't been exposed to it, but it seems like every kid coming up today is exposed to, lots of social media unless they were extremely sheltered and if that's the case maybe right. they're not you know going to a um a major athletic program at a school either alex george is our guest uh she is a social media manager uh working in nyc and nil influencer uh originally from atlanta and made the mistake of rooting for the falcons but <laughs> is uh enjoying the um the decision to root for the bulldogs and the braves when she was younger and uh, as of lately, it's it's been it's been that that part of it's been kind to you lately. Lately, I mean, at least for the last year, it was definitely a tough run. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, but like the Falcons losing, Georgia 
winning the Rose Bowl and going to the national championship and losing, um, the Braves losing to the Dodgers right before the World Series, um, and then finally it all coming together, it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. And people are like, you're so lucky you got really spoiled. I'm like, do you guys remember my last five years? It's been very, it was very brutal before that. So let me have this moment and I will cherish it until the next winner gets crowned. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. It's the great Scotch show. So you're in NYC. Um, you've dealt with lots of different sports fans, different athletes. Mm-hmm. What, who's, who's the most, I guess, delusional fan base and, and why is it the New York Knicks? It's <laughs> the Knicks fans are intense. I went to a Bulls Knicks game on a Monday. It, it there was like maybe five more home games left, so it like it really meant nothing. And they were just there like it was like the finals. They were so excited. Um I think they get their hopes up every year. They're like Texas fans like this is gonna be our year. Knicks fans, like we've got this. Um but they're intense. It's like them and the Yankees fans. Like, I've never seen anything like it. But I love it. I love the passion, especially coming. I was living in Austin for eight years, and there was no professional sports there. Everybody was just a Longhorn fan. And then before that, I lived in L.A. for a year where sports fans only root for their teams if they're winning. Um, so it's kind of nice to be surrounded by actual passionate fans like I was in Georgia. So they're definitely in their own world, but I, I enjoy the passion. I enjoy the banter. Um, I'm so excited for football season for me to go into bars and just like trash talk people. <laughs> ESP and Lafayette. It is um, it, like Yankees fans. I mean, they, they have a reason to kind of be like cocky, right? Right. I mean, Knicks fans, it's like, what are you? RJ Barrett is the first player they drafted since Charlie Ward that signed, you know, an extension after his rookie deal. That was mm-hmm. over 30 years ago. Like, yep. and yet they're constantly like, everyone wants to play here. Like, no, not no. really. They're, they won one playoff game a few years ago and they were like partying in the streets like they won a championship. It's like, and I, like, I remember the eighth seed at Knicks in the 90s. It was the, it was the lockout year, but they, you know, so it was a shortened season, but they got to the finals. It was a great run. They lost to the Spurs. It was a fun team and Latrell Sprewell and Alan Houston. And it was like, ever since then, they just, you know, you had Lynn Sanity. That was like two and a half weeks of time. Yeah. And yeah, yet, you know, it's like they're, they're murals to it back in New York. It's like, man, y'all, y'all really don't have a lot to celebrate. And they, you know, part of its ownership, you get a bad owner, bad things happen. Right. But I, I just, I think, you know, there's some other, delu- look, every fa- fan is short, you know, for fanatical. I mean, every fan base is, is a little delusional, but the right. Knicks fans, man, they're just, it's like then you got another team, you know, in Brooklyn there that has uh, disappointed in terms of expectations, but at least they're kind of winning and have stars, and yet nobody there seems to care. Well, I mean, back to the Knicks thing. I mean, that series against the Hawks, like they were, it it felt like a final series to me, just because they're both like very young teams. But everybody trash talking Trey and him just coming in there and just crushing their dream was so enjoyable to me. Um, I, I definitely get more, if I wear like a Hawk shirt around, I'll definitely get stares and people are like, yeah, not happy about it. Um, but with Brooklyn, they're just all little babies. I mean, Katie, now he's staying, he wanted to leave. Now he's staying. Kyrie doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I don't have no idea what Ben Simmons is going to do. Um, but you're right. I mean, they definitely have more stars and they're not getting as much. I mean, the Knicks are just like a classic team. They're like the Spurs, a Lakers. Um, just without the winning, 
just without the winning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were good back in the day when there were the OG teams that were just winning back to back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see how the Nets are going to play out this year. I still don't know who won the trade between them and the Sixers with um, James Harden because that was just another mess. But we'll see. I'm I'm happy that he's staying for Brooklyn, but um, he's going to need some help for sure. No doubt. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Uh, Alex George has been our guest. You can follow her on Twitter at AlexGeorge5. That's the number five. Last fan question for you, Alex. You as a fan, if you could just pick one of your teams that you root for to win a championship this year, who would it be? I would love to see the Braves win back-to-back. That was my first sporting event when I moved to the States from Puerto Rico, seeing Chipper Jones and Smoltz and Maddox out there. And that was, seeing them win was like a huge, huge moment for me. So I would love to be able to see the Braves win again. All right, let's go Mets. <laughs> Alex, I appreciate you, you. I appreciate you coming on. Everybody give her a follow and uh let's talk again in the future, all right? Looking forward to it. Thank you.